Good morning, I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of Scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Who's on your corner? I was one of the kids in school who, like, made people laugh, and every time someone else made people laugh, I kind of got defensive. Like, hey man, I'm the funny one, back off. But what does that reveal? That reveals my purpose was not other people's joy and laughter. It wasn't about them enjoying a little bit more their day. It was about me getting credit for their joy. Their joy from any other source didn't fulfill my actual goal. Paul refocuses the church's purpose, the church's goal, here in Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 12. He says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to affect me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. What has happened to Paul? Think about his life and ministry so far. He lists it for the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians. says, Five times I've received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes, less one. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. (gasps) What then? What is the purpose of it all? The purpose of it all that Christ would be proclaimed. And he says, in that I rejoice. Mark 9, John says, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he is not following us. But Jesus said, do not stop him. For no one does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. The one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. What's the purpose? What's the goal? Who's on your corner? Who's taking the spotlight off of you? And is that the point? Is that the problem? Paul even speaks to these who are preaching only for certain purposes, that some preach out of love and some preach from envy and rivalry. But he says in verse 18, in whatever pretense or truth, Christ is proclaimed and in that I rejoice. Let me ask you this, if you were praying for someone, trying to find a chance to share Jesus with them, and then someone else went and shared Jesus with them before you did, Would you be happy? Would you be jealous? Would you be bitter? 
Did Paul suffer for his own glory to boast in his scars? How many times does Paul have to tell people it's about Jesus? So today, my question for you, what things are you doing for your own glory? I don't have a challenge. There's no challenge today. I just have a question. What things are you doing for your own glory? There's been times in my life, I've been a worship leader for a long time, and there's been times in my life where I was leading worship for my own glory. I was leading worship because I liked hearing people say that, that the worship sounded really good. And that misses the entire point of worship. We can do a lot of godly things for our own glory, for our own recognition. So check yourself. Think about your day. Think about your week. What are you doing for your own glory? And what are you doing simply to see Christ proclaimed? Talking about this week and my sermon on Sunday about time and how we spend our time this past week and thinking about how often we say, well, I don't have time for this or that. And, and my, my point is we were talking, we're talking about the story of Mary and Martha and saying, if you actually think about it, we have time, you have enough time for every single thing that you consider essential. And yes, over the years you learn that some things you thought were essential are not, and other things that you thought weren't essential are. But at the end of the day, you have time for every single... Mary had time to sit at the feet of Jesus or to help prepare the meal. Martha also had time to sit at the feet of Jesus or help prepare the meal. What's important to you? Is it important to you that you be the one who gets to lead someone to Christ, or is it important that they find Christ? That's not an easy question to ask when we're honest, but it is the question Paul is putting to us and to the church. Let me pray for you. God, give us a a heart like your heart. Lord, as the song goes, that we would bleed for the lost. Lord, that we would to see every person find you, regardless of how they come to that saving knowledge. God, forgive us for the times when even our faith was about us, even our obedience was about us, Lord. Help us to live for you, that you would be glorified and that that would be enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.